Hi, this is Sugandhi Ayer for the Good Fortune Show. I hope you've been having a wonderful week, a wonderful past couple of weeks, and I hope you will have fantastic weeks going forward into this year, 2023. This show, the Good Fortune Show, was created by me, Sugandhi Ayer. To be a sister show to the Joyful Manifestation Show, the Joyful Manifestation Show is all about making you into a master manifester. So the Joyful Manifestation Show actually shows you, along with the book Joyful Manifestation, how to become the master of your world, how to master the world that you're living in and how to make what you want happen the Good Fortune Show is a sister show and happens across from the Joyful Manifestation Show every other Friday. So both of these shows air on Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Absolutely convenient timing for you to tune into the show after work or maybe when you're driving back home after a late evening of working or a late day of working and get you ready for the weekend so that you get into good energy and then the next week you're going to be able to handle whatever it is that you have to handle and to manifest whatever it is that you want to manifest. The Good Fortune Show is about how to attract good fortune into your life. So it is the same as a joyful manifestation show. Both are about good fortune. Both are about great energy and they go hand in hand with each other. So remember, in the Good Fortune Show, what happens is that you're tuning into something great and you're allowing that to help you. The Joyful Manifestation Show is also about that. You're tuning into something great and you're allowing to help you in addition to learning from both of these shows how to be the person, how to be the person who can attract good fortune into their lives who can be in joyful manifestation energy, because while being in joyful manifestation energy, that's where you attract good fortune. It's the same thing, basically. And we want you to be wonderful manifestors in your life. We want you to keep attracting good fortune because, you know, the world is filled with opposites, the duality, the dark and the light, the good and the bad. Everything is about opposites. And then you have a few shades of gray in between. So the grays help you understand where you are. So remember, when black joins with white, then you have shades of gray. And the more white, the lighter the gray is. And the more black, the darker the gray is. And so we have these light shades and dark shades, and then they create the grays in between. So the lighter the gray, the lighter, lighter, lighter gray, almost white, that means you're still in the realm of whiteness and amazing light. And then when we go into the darkest gray of shade, shades of gray, then we're more into the night, the black aspect. So we're going towards the darkness. Unfortunately, in this world, people use black and white to denote skin colors, but really this is nothing about that. This is about 
good fortune and this is about the lack of good fortune this is about the light and the dark and it has nothing to do with skin colors or any such thing and so everybody who's tuning in must understand that this is really about each person no matter where you're from no matter which country you're from no matter what color the skin and skin is it really doesn't matter it's all about how much fortune how much light do you attract to yourself reasonably how much darkness so when people listen to dark shows and oh this is happening and that is happening and the news is bad and this is going on and this is going on so what they're doing is they're kind of getting into realms of darkness darkness where dark things happened in the world and they get into that they almost living it they are making it part of the lives and when they get into the light energy that's when they're hearing about the good things like oh a dolphin reached out and kissed somebody a dolphin took something or a toy and played with it in some beautiful pool or beautiful ocean these are shades of light and these are shades of wonderful things happening so you've got amazing amazing scenarios that happen when there is light involved and wonderful things like the family is happy children are playing food is flowing money is flowing great things are flowing so it's all about good things flowing into people's lives and good things happening and so understanding that the concept of the dark and the light basically and the shades of gray will enable you just like when you're playing the piano and you have all these keys of playing the piano you have the piano and you have the keys and then you are choosing which key to hit on next and so on this side you've got the deeper notes and on that side you've got the lighter notes and the pianist is able to decide what kind of tune he wants to play by choosing notes accordingly and there he goes deciding what his tune is and what he wants to release into the world many people here could be artists many people here listening could be musicians artists as in i mean painting stuff like that and sculptures and musicians i mean of course the instruments and the vocals everything like that but they're all artists and even a person who is creating his life is an artist a person who is creating his life is an artist and he has to with his paint brush decide what shades he wants to use in his painting of his life does he want to use more pastels do you, does he want to use reds and greens and blues and pinks or yellows oranges or does he want to go dark and then go into is it gothic styles the gray the darkness the black and go into shades like that so each person here is absolutely the master of his world and decides what he wants to paint and what he wants to create I personally in my life I am a manifestation coach and I help people attract their soulmate I help people attract money I help build them up so that they become the masters of their world and are not dependent on fate and what happens to them fate and destiny fate and destiny are words that that people sometimes can use to block themselves or lock themselves into a box and then not allow the sun to shine and that absolutely is a no no because 
why would somebody want to do that? You want to be a masterful creator and go ahead and create your life wonderfully. And the good fortune show here is to help you do that as you understand that, oh my God, as I tuned into the show, wonderful things are happening to me. Wonderful things are happening in as much as I'm attracting fantastic, amazing situations, amazing energy. And so we go into the good fortune where the gods reside. So the gods basically, when I say gods, it could include for example, if somebody is from a very ancient tradition, they could actually see it as gods like Thor or Abundantia or other gods who basically help manifest, gods and angels. They help manifest. So when you call upon an angel, and I'm an angel therapist, I have studied angel therapy in the past, and uh, I'm a Reiki master pranic healer, advanced hypnotherapist, and NLP, all of these things. So somebody who talks to angels is basically attracting the power of that angel. It's attracting the power of that angel. So each angel signifies something. And when you pray to that angel, you're attracting what that angel signifies and represents symbolically and then basically you're calling onto that angel whether it's archangel michael or gabriel any one of these amazing archangels or even guardian angels so many beautiful angels are there and they're all light components of light light itself they have no darkness in them and when you call upon an angel you're calling upon that power to help you you're calling upon that wonderful being to help you, what that being represents. And so what happens is that a lot of your work is reduced. A lot of your work is reduced when you call upon an angel because you're surrendering. Have you seen those oracle cards with, with, the, with a person surrendering their problem to an angel and the angel is there to receive it? What the angel does is it takes the angel, takes he or she, takes this problem, so-called problem, to God to resolve. And whether you believe that it's energy that is resolving everything or whether it is really a God who's sitting there resolving it, it doesn't matter what you believe. The fact is that handing over that problem to an angel who represents solutions is going to enable that problem to be solved sooner rather than later. And in fact, the problem might even disappear. So you're handing over the situation to somebody, a higher power, and you know whether you give it directly to an angel, whether you give it to an archangel, whether you give it to a god, a goddess, whether you give it to the all, the almighty, the one, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. How you do it is your choice. How you hand it over is your choice. But you're letting go of the problem. You're letting go of the problem and you're allowing a higher power who knows how to deal with this. Who is an expert at this. Who is much better at handling this to solve it. And so if today, if a lot of people who are listening 
who have some situation, if we can just hand it over, even if it's symbolic, and you think of somebody that you believe in, an angel or a god, and we're doing the show on the realms of angels and gods right now and God Almighty, we're not even going to spirit guides. We're not going into that level. We are absolutely into the angels and we are into God and we're in that energy. And if you can see yourself handing it over to that presence, you will see that your issue is solved. It is resolved and it will come back bright and shiny in you. So this basically has to do with faith, faith and belief, able to hand over, able to surrender. And remember, this is not letting go as an, oh, I let go of the person. Like, for example, if there is a person and the person is concerned that her soulmate or his soulmate is not responding, is not acknowledging the love, is not completing the love story, then some people think that letting go means letting go of the person and saying, you know, this is too burdensome. I'm letting go of this person. I no longer want to have anything to do with this person. It's not that. It's about letting go and handing it over to a higher being to resolve and to bring it back shiny and new. This is the letting go that we're talking about. Because a lot of people get scared that when they let go, they're going to lose it. They're not going to lose it, not lose it as in, you know, lose it, lose it, but lose whatever it is that they want. Because God and the angels are not here to take something away and to discard it and to say, you know what, you need to move on. Move on from this person. That's how you're going to feel better about this. Let go of this person and move on. You need to. This is not what we're saying over here. We're saying hand it over to a higher being. Somebody that you believe in, have faith in. Some people believe in Jesus. Some people believe in Buddha. Some people believe in Krishna and Lakshmi and Ganesha. Some people pray to Thor. Some people pray to Bandanshya. So when you hand it over to these higher beings, then they, they, because of their infinite wisdom and because of their connections to very, very high realms of creation, and manifestation abilities would be able to resolve it and give it back to you. So here we are in the show and we're reinstilling. The purpose of the show is also to reinstill faith. And since it's not a religious show, it's more of a spiritual show. We are reinstilling faith into people to believe that, you know what, angels do exist and God does exist. And all of these wonderful things that people talk about. They do exist, and just by handing it over, it gets resolved. You will, you will feel yourself lightened. You will feel your burdens reduced. You will feel, oh, I feel so much better now because I've handed it over, and I know that they are working on it. To have the faith that somebody is working on it, somebody at a very, very high level is working on it, and to feel good about it and to feel relieved. As a human, to feel relieved. That you don't have to deal with things all on your own. That you can hand it over and somebody of a higher faith, somebody with a higher vision can help and resolve it. And so you're not letting go of the person. 
that is creating the problem or seemingly create the problem, but you're actually letting go of the problem. And then you will have the person call you. So, for example, if the problem is, oh, my God, John is not calling me. Fictitious John is not calling me. So then you hand it over and you say, dear God, dear angels, please, can you have John call me? And then you hand it over and God and the angels are very happy to have John call you. And to believe that, you know what, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I don't mean one day it's going to happen. It can happen sooner rather than later. I'm extremely intuitive myself, but I don't go into timings because let's say there are, you know, there are a lot of psychics in the world and you call them, have called them, okay, in the past. And so when you've called them and they say, it's going to happen on such and such day at such and such time, what is the guarantee that it's going to happen exactly at the time? For example, this decision is with God and the angels and they could make it happen in the next five minutes. Like this. So it doesn't have to happen at the date and time that a psychic quotes and says it's going to happen on this day at this time. But it can happen any time. It all depends on the karma that is contained in the situation and how much light God and the angels bring to the situation and when they want to give it, which is why they call it divine timing. Divine timing is about things happening in God's timing, in God's realm, in the divine way of doing things. And it's not about how humans insist, oh, this has to happen when I say so, and this has to happen because my ego says so. Ego has nothing to do with this. This has to do with faith and belief and God and a higher creation and a higher level of existence. And so... Understanding that, oh, my God, the Good Fortune Show is about getting us into a world where we become amazing manifestors. The Joyful Manifestation Show is about making you an amazing manifestor where you ask and it's given. Abraham's book, I think Esther and Jerry Hicks, the Hicks, Abraham's teachings, ask and it's given. It shows you how to do it. So there is a technology or there is a there is steps involved in doing this. But ultimately, it's about ask and it's given. You ask and it's given. And why wouldn't God give somebody something that they want? So if fictitious Jane is in love with fictitious John and God says, Jane wants John, let's give her John. That's it. It's a simple decision. It's done. Ask and it's given. And it's the faith and the belief that we want to bring forward in the show. Faith and belief in yourself. Faith and belief in a higher level of existence and angels and God and everything which is of a very high, pure level of clarity that absolutely resonates at very high levels. And then you are not thinking whether John would ever call you. You're not going there because John will call you because God made John call you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Why would John not call Jane? Why would fictitious John not call fictitious Jane if God is making John call Jane? 
Do you see what I'm doing over here? I'm opening up a part of your mind, a part of your mind that can think like this. It's about being a joyful manifester. It's think and it shall happen. Ask and it shall happen. Visualize and it shall happen. So I'm opening up a part of your mind where you are able to think to yourself, I asked and so it happened. I wanted and so it happened. I dreamt of it in a good way. Of course, we want to say good dreams. I dreamt of it, maybe with open eyes, and it happened. I imagined it. I visualized it, and it happened. Amen. It happened. It happened. It happened. It happened. Yay. And so then we get you to understand that, oh, my God, basically God. And right now we're thinking God is a magic genie. God is waiting just to make things happen for me. That's his job. That's his only job. Yes, God's only job is to make you happy, my child. And so that's what God would say. If he's here, I'm here to make you happy. I'm not here to teach you lessons. I'm not here to punish you. I'm not here to make you feel guilty about your sins. I'm just here to make you happy and to give you what you want. You want this? It's done. And so remember, imagine if you're going forward in life with this feeling that, oh, my God. All I have to do is ask, and it happens. I was watching something today. It's a video clip, and there were some wonderful, wonderful money manifestors talking, and they, they actually did things like carry around, carry around in a piece of paper, on a piece of paper, in a piece of paper, you know, folded up, blah, 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 kept somewhere tucked into their purse, wallet, the amount of money that they wanted was written on it. So some people had 10 million, some people had 102 million, some people had a billion. It doesn't matter. Whatever number was written on it was delivered. It was given. So imagine if you're listening to me and you're thinking, oh my God, Sugandhi is saying that if I ask for this amount, I'm going to be getting it. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. You will get it because others have done it. Now, if there was no example at all that I could state, and if this is completely virgin ground, <laughs> and nobody has ever manifested anything of such vast amounts, then, you know, you can have some doubts and, you know, what you're talking about. What is Sugandhi talking about? But no, this is not about that. This is about the fact that some other people have done this just because they knew that there is a secret to this universe slash universes. And the secret is what we need to know. That is why the book, The Secret, came out. The movie, The Secret, What the Bleep Do We Know? Fantastic movies. Fantastic movies. And if people can spend more time watching that and reading these books and Conversations of God, Neil Donald Walsh, I think. Joyful Manifestation, my book is amazing. It's on Amazon.com. Do download it because it basically contains everything. It contains everything. One-stop shopping center. 
And then you saying, oh my God, there is this reality where all we do is ask and it's given. And others have done this before us, so why not us? Why not us? And then this belief in faith. And just imagine if, if more of what you ask for is given to you and more and more and more is given, wouldn't you then be a believer? So why don't we start with your belief system and understanding that, oh my God, this show is here, the Good Fortune Show. I created this show because I wanted people to have energy that's great, something different from what everybody else does in the world. And so the Joyful Manifestation Show was created. And then luckily we got the same spot the next week. And isn't that manifestation? BBS Radio is pretty busy right now. Getting a slot at the same time, on the same day of the week, across from the previous show, isn't that a wonderful coincidence, synchronicity? When you start to think about the amount of wonderful things that are happening, then you understand that, oh my God, there is something out there that is absolutely magical. And then you go forward into it and we're here to make you master manifestors. So that you ask and it's given and you have no doubt that you're listening to, that God is listening and he wants to give you everything that he has, which is infinite. And then you stop tuning into darkness, the blackness, and tune into light and the love and the passion and the joy that exists in the light. And then using the shades of gray, you understand where you are and then you navigate towards the lightest of light, towards the brightness, towards the sun, where everything bright exists. There is a reason that when the sun is shining, a lot of people are active and they're going about their day. Plants are doing their thing. Nutrition, work, everything. Animals are up. Exceptions exist. <laughs> and everybody's buzzing. Why is it that they do it during the light? When there is light coming through, they can see better. The eyes of most animals most life, most, is meant to see in the light better because it takes in light, there is a process going on, it's translated into visions and images. So it has to do with light because light brings, brings clarity to situations. So for people who are choosing the light, I am the light is a great affirmation. I am the light. I am the light and to understand you are the light because you have that spark of God within you. You have that spark of God within you where you understand that, oh my God, I'm an amazing creator and I am here to create wonderful things for myself and my family, the people that I love. I'm here to attract the soulmate that I wanted. 
And here is a little bit of understanding that one can have in this respect, and that is, why would I have been given the soul need if I was not to be with him slash her? So people who understand this and ask themselves, for those who have a problem with their soulmates, of course, and have doubt, and they think their soulmate is there only to trouble them, but to convert that into another way of thinking and say to yourself, like, why would I have the soulmate or this person in my life if I was not to be with him, her? So we are not talking about those people who have someone in their lives that they don't want to be with and only that person desires you. We're talking to those people here who desire someone, want someone, love someone, and then have doubts about being with that someone because they feel that there are too many obstacles and it's not happening, it's not happening. And so the focus is on it's not happening. And they go into this question, why would I be introduced to this person or why would I see this person? Why would this person even be in my world, in my aura, if I was not going to be with him, if I was not meant to be with her? And as a starting point, you could navigate from that towards better thoughts. Because then there is that little bit of belief which would have come inside where you're saying, I can have this person. I can certainly have this person because this person has been introduced into my life. My soulmate is in my aura. My soulmate is in my life, in my world. I know of his existence. He's there. He's there. And there are many people with many levels of soulmate, you know, soulmate levels where you could have two people who are in a relationship or you could have two people who are angry with each other, not talking to each other, or you could have people who are friends and they're just texting each other. You could have people where you just know this person, but the person's not texting, not communicating and one person wants the other person. There are many levels to this. And this statement where you bring to you this belief, why would I even know him if, he, if I was not supposed to be with him? Do you see the relief it brings if you start to think like this? There is an amazing relief, an immediate feeling of letting go. Oh my God. Again, letting go as in letting go of the problem and not the person. Letting go of the problem and not the person. Giving it to the angels and God and asking them to resolve this. And knowing that you can be a very fortunate person who attracts things to himself, herself. Who... If they touch something, it turns into gold. Midas touch? Well, in my culture, we call it midas. So Midas, midas, 
<laughs> sounds bad. Midas. So whatever, however you pronounce this. And you could have the golden touch. So we're here to make you believe and have you believe that you can have this golden touch and you can do wonderfully. You can do wonderfully and go ahead into life and have whatever you want. I was telling Ray to hear you when she was on our previous show. She doesn't show, you know, when she's free. Um, I was telling her last time and saying I took an apartment or we as a family took a home in a place, in a town where people don't lock their doors. The doors are open. All of them, they're all open. They have some light mosquito insect prevention screen, which is also very lightly closed. And that's it. And some homes even have that door open. Why would they keep their doors open? It's a town that's buzzing with people. There's hardly any room to drive over there. Why would people keep their doors open? What is it that's in their mindset? Whereas in many other cities, the whole thing is about shutting doors, shutting gates, shutting this, shutting that, keeping people out. Scared. And then, of course, you've got ADT and you've got all of these security systems that have people ready in case there's a sound. And they come in and they scout the place. And then, you know, something happens, the police is brought, brought in. All of these things are good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that everybody needs to get rid of their security systems, open their gates and doors. I'm not saying that everybody should continue with whatever it is that they're doing. But I am bringing to light the fact that there are certain towns in this world, villages, towns, cities, where people keep their doors open and they're not scared. And you know what? Nothing happens. Nothing bad happens. I was reading an article about this town where they keep the doors open and this is happening for hundreds of years because they believe that there's a God who's protecting their town. And they keep the doors open, no locks, nothing. And many of the houses don't have doors. They have some simple um, cloth, like a curtain. And that's maybe to keep some dust out or sunlight, whatever it is. And they don't have doors also. Their jail, the prison system was just set up a few years ago. Police station, the first police station, even though the town is buzzing and it's big. This first police station was set up and they don't have any crimes to solve. No crimes, nothing. So the people in this village believe that there's a God protecting them. And they don't need any other type of security except this God. And then people who come to the village are people who are of a higher level of thinking probably. And they are only allowed into the village if they have a pure heart or they don't have evil intentions. So the village 
is protected by some kind of an energy, a belief system that's in faith, that's in place. It comes from faith. And as of date, their faith has been proven right. Centuries have gone by and no crimes. The police station, which was just recently put there, has no crimes registered till date. Why is this? This is happening because of some kind of an energy of good fortune. It's about being in that space. And, and for the listeners out here, there are many people who are highly evolved listeners. And maybe somebody after listening to the show might think, you know, maybe I need to choose a town that has a low crime rate or a zero crime rate. Maybe I need to move to places where it's great and the air is clean and free and flowing and I can feel better. Again, we're not saying everybody needs to pack up and leave. We're just saying that different people can have different thoughts come up and different choices. And then so there are many, many choices that are made as a result of listening to things and and then they're basically thinking, oh, why would I need to put up with the negative standards that some other people might be having in this world? So imagine there is a social conscience, right? A social mass conscious. Isn't that what people say, mass consciousness? So there are masses of conscious thinkers in different towns and villages and cities in the world. And they exude energy and that energy envelops everything. As that energy envelops everything, the other people who are drawn into that place can get into their reality and then have things happen to them as per that reality. I can give you another example. I was in Istanbul, Turkey recently and waiting for a bus. I took a bus to Georgia. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> Very long journey, but I wanted to experience things. And so sitting in this bus terminal, not knowing their language, waiting for this bus, no security guards around, a beautiful bus terminal, a lot of people. And I wanted to go to the restroom and I didn't know what to do. I had all of this baggage because the bus had not come and we had not loaded. I had all of these things, laptop bag, this, that, suitcases. And I was sitting in one place and waiting for the bus and wanted to go use the restroom. And I couldn't because my belief system <laughs> says, you know, because I just come from the U.S. It said, and I'm not saying all of U.S. is like this, but in the major cities that I have lived in. So I came down from Las Vegas and went to New York and then came from New York. So my belief system at that said that, okay, I shouldn't be leaving my things here unguarded. So what do I do? What do I do? No security guards around. Then I saw that the next, the person on the next table, at the next table, a gentleman, a very young gentleman, left everything and went away. His smartphone was on the table. 
His laptop was sitting there. All of his luggage, everything he left and he went. And then I noticed the table <clears throat> next to me where there was nobody sitting at that moment when I came in there had purses and baggage lying around and there was no one there. A few minutes later, the lady comes back and then she sits there and this is happening for minutes and minutes and minutes and then this gentleman disappeared. His stuff is still there. I actually took pictures and then I got courage and I left my things because I still had I still had New York and Las Vegas in me so I took my handbag my pocketbook I took that but I left everything and I said you know there has to be something going on over here so I left everything and I went and everything was intact when I came back laptop bag everything all my suitcases nobody came nobody touched anything no security cam I'm not sure about the security cameras sorry but no security guards it's just belief and faith belief and faith there's something there that guards everything and people are not concerned and nobody takes anything and it's all just there and I was amazed. I was amazed because here we are in New York and Las Vegas, you're trained to safeguard, correct? Everything. And this was a new belief system and as I came eastwards, I found that this belief system was more prevalent where people trusted people Okay, we're not going to the darkness of the riots and things that happen in some areas of the world, but we're just saying that when people believe and when they trust, they really believe and trust. There is, there is an amazing faith going on. And this is a faith that the Good Fortune Show wants to bring up in people over here and say that, look, if you connect to this energy, and it does exist in certain pockets around the world. It does exist in certain people. They carry this faith in them. It does exist. And so when you connect to that, amazing things can happen. And all you have to do is tune into the show and allow for this amazing energy to flow through to you and allow for you to be that person who asks and it's given. And there is no word called no. There's nobody saying, no, you can't have this. You don't deserve this. There's nobody saying something negative and saying, no, you can't have this. No, you can't have this. No, you can't have this. Of course, you know, some people say, oh, that brings up a sense of entitlement. So the word entitlement. Oh, he thinks he's entitled. And what is that word? Narcissistic? Something like that, right? Narcissist. Well, people use these words to stamp people and label people as being this or that. This is all psychology and comes into labeling people. And so if somebody thinks very highly of themselves and thinks only about themselves and what they want, oh, that person is a narcissist. I didn't even know this word. I didn't even, I don't even know how to pronounce it properly. Honestly, I didn't know this word because, you know, I was brought up in India long when we were brought up some years ago and uh, I didn't know this word. I just learned it and entitled. Oh, this person feels he's entitled. That is meant to say that someone thinks that he deserves something. And so then we brand that person we label the person and say, oh, this person thinks he's entitled. Maybe 
these are just expressions of self-confidence. How about saying this person is confident in thinking that they deserve good? Or this person is confident enough to think highly of himself or herself? Instead of saying this person is a narcissist, this person thinks he's entitled. There are people who go overboard with it because maybe they don't have control over their egos. But that doesn't mean that they need to be branded. It's perfectly okay to feel entitled. It's perfectly okay to think the world of yourself. But just maybe some balance to know when to exercise that, to know what company you are in and who's observing you and who's thinking what of you. So to to be able to observe yourself and to to know when to show that you're entitled, when to praise yourself or think highly of yourself so that the people who are observing are not judging. And then guess what? Feel free to feel entitled. Feel free to be a narcissist. <laughs> think really highly of yourself that you deserve everything. It just depends on who's observing. And then once somebody is conscious that they can show their sense of entitlement in this company or in this company, for example, a child can show to his parents that he's entitled to food and he's entitled to this toy and he's entitled to this new dress. And you know, a little girl, she says, mommy, mommy, I want this dress. It's fine. <laughs> the parent understands. It's not going to label the child. This child thinks she's entitled. She's a narcissist. Narcissist. Okay, see, I can't even pronounce it. And the child is standing in front of the mirror. I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. And parents are thinking, oh my God, look at her. She's a narcissist. Parents mostly are not supposed to be labeling their children so early. If at all, they should not be labeling their children at all. And they should develop and encourage. And all they need to do is show the child when to show this entitlement, the sense of entitlement, and when to show the sense of self-praise and self-worthiness. So it depends on the audience that's being addressed and who's observing. And so that itself should take care of the problem. The reason I bring this topic up today the sense of entitlement and narcissism and all of these things and people labeling each other and people being labeled because a lot of people who are listening to the show might feel, might feel that they want to get better out of the world. They want to get into good fortune energy. They want to allow their self-confidence to flow and they may be scared of being labeled entitled narcissist and all these Amazing titles that people give each other. And I want to say that, you know what? Go ahead. Be as entitled as you want to. Be as narcissistic. Oh my God, why did they create this word? I can't even say this properly. Do whatever it is that you want. If you're conscious of the audience, as long as you're conscious of the audience and who's observing and where to display it and where to keep it within you, you're fine being as entitled as you want to because if you feel God is here for you and wants to help you and wants to help give you everything and wants to bring you into good fortune and energy because he only believes in giving, 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 giving because he has everything. If you believe in that, 
then there is going to be a sense of entitlement, correct? How can you be a child of God and not feel entitled to his blessings? I mean, the whole concept defies me. How is that even possible? I'm a child of God, but I need to be poor. I'm a child of God, but I need to be less than myself. I'm a child of God, but I don't deserve good. I don't deserve anything. How is that even possible? Isn't this a contradiction? Which parent would want the child to not have everything? It's not possible. We're talking of real parents here. So God wants you to have everything. He wants you to feel entitled to everything that he has to give you. And so we're starting today with the sense of feeling entitled. And it's okay to feel entitled. Feel entitled to all of the wealth, to all of the goodness that God has to give you. Just feel amazingly entitled and no sense of being humble to the extent that you have to show false humility. Just be conscious of the people who are observing you because there are people in this world who are out there to say negative things about you, about other people because that's their job. <laughs> it's their job to say negative things. The other person's entitled. No, you are entitled. You're entitled to all of God's wealth. You're entitled to all of his blessings. You're entitled to all of the angels working only for you. Your sense of entitlement needs to be extremely high after the show and not be scared to feel entitled. We want you to feel confident to be of being entitled. We want you to be ours as narcissistic as possible. And remember, this is a mean word created by people to put down someone else who's ridiculously handsome and good looking, who's all the money. There are men who are extremely good looking. And then obviously their egos are going to be matching because they, they know that they're beautiful, correct? And then someone else will say, oh, that person is a narcissist. He's a narcissist. And then brand him. Branding people and giving them names and labels and everything. And we want to show the Good Fortune Show to free people up today. Feel free. We want to free you. We want to free everybody who's listening. We want to free everyone who's listening to be as entitled as you want. As entitled as you want. And to think highly of yourself. All we are saying is there are people out there who are waiting to throw stones. So if you don't mind being called these words, don't mind that. But if you mind being called these words, then just be aware where you show it, how you display it, who's watching or who's listening. A little bit of awareness there and you can feel as entitled as you want to, to all the blessings in the world and the good fortune show. We want to thank the people who have written in and said wonderful things about the show. And we're so happy about that. We're happy that we're here to help you. We're happy that it has helped some people. And we want to reach more and more people who want to attract good fortune into their lives. We're at the end of the show now. And we want to remind you that the Joyful Manifestation Show is exactly across the show next Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That is also about attracting good fortune and being a master manifester. And we want you to take advantage of these shows. Take complete advantage of it. Listen to it. Tune into it. Let it guide you. We're not going to say anything detrimental to you. No 
negative messages going to be given to you that is going to work against you. You can feel safe and happy and just know that we're here for you every Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And until the next week with the Joyful Manifestation show comes on, we are signing off and we want you to have a wonderful rest of the week. This is Sugandhi Ayer for the Good Fortune Show, wishing you a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you.